Hi, Bart. Want to have dinner at my house tonight? Really? No, sure. Great. We eat at seven. There's only one thing to do at a moment like this. Strut. Episode 34. The moon with the rebel base will be in range in 30 minutes, 30 minutes. Every time Catherine revved up the microwave, I'd piss my pants and forget who I was for a half hour or so. It's 30 minutes away. I'll be there in 10. I'll be there in 10. Is this a five-minute argument or a full half hour? You have 30 minutes to move your car. Move your car. You have 30 minutes to move your cube. Your cube. You are listening to a half hour wasted. Still mad that Harry Osborn had to die. And now, here are your hosts, Brad Milo and Frank A. Rincon. And on the phone, we are so pleased and excited to have the artist of Flash. Freddie Williams the second. Freddie, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing great. How are you guys? Oh man, we are excited to have you. Uh, we're doing great. Thank you. Uh, thanks for making time to be here on on a half hour wasted. We actually want to also thank um, one of the friends of our show. His name is Russell. He goes under Heroes Mask on the forum. He met you at uh, San Diego Comic Con earlier this year. Thought you were a great guy. Told us you need to interview him. And uh, and thank you, Russell, for for helping us, you know, get our get our stuff in gear to talk to you. Hey, Freddie, Brad's here too. Yes, hello, Brad. How are you doing? Good, thank you. <laughs> Good. Oh. Thanks, thank you guys for having me on the show. Oh, our pleasure, completely. No so big news. So why today. are we talking to you? What, yeah. Why are you so important? <laughs> well, because you currently, how many more issues do you? Oh no, you have you penciled your last issue? Well, penciled. Oh. You do it all. Maybe I should say, have you arted your last issue of Robin? <laughs> I have officially arted my last issue of Robin, um, uh, although it won't come out. Uh, it's 168, so it'll come out in about, um, let me see, 167 is about a week away, uh, depending on when this uh, airs, and then um, 160, 160, okay, 167 is about a week away, and then 168 will be the next issue after that, and that's my last one. How many total um, issues will that be for you? Um, of Robin, I believe it will be 18 issues total. Cool. Um, so, like, I started on issue 149, and then um, there was a two-issue uh, crossover with Clary on the Witch Boy that Fraser Irving drew. But other than that, for the last, you know, two years, all the issues have been mine. I have the Wanted trade in front of me, and uh, it's got one issue in it that you did not draw. It was Carl Kershaw drew the first one in that trade. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, he did. He was he was originally slated to be the Robin artist um, uh, after the one year later jump, um, and then I guess he was double booked on a, on another book or something like that. So he had to free up one of them, and he chose um, uh, to, to leave Robin, I believe. So you're doing you you said the last issue you're working on has uh, Claritin the Witch Boy in it? No, no, no. I'm sorry if I I, I might have said it convolutedly. Mm-hmm. One uh, issues. Uh, 157 and 158, so like a year ago. Oh, okay. okay. There, there was a, a Claire on the Witch Boy um, uh, crossover that Fraser Irving drew. Oh, gotcha. I okay. Just saying, I was just saying that I have a consistent run from 149 
all the way up to 168 other than those two issues, I guess is what I was trying to say. Gotcha. I understood, Freddie. <laughs> Frank Frank only woke up like an hour ago. <laughs> you, you know what's funny is is when I woke up, I called Brad and I go, hey, I'm going to get some, some donuts. What do you want? And he very clearly said, I want, what are you saying? Chocolate cream filled. Chocolate cream filled. And I said, okay, you want, you want cream filled? Any cream filled, no Any? jelly. And I'm like, no, Frank, I want specifically, I want chocolate cream filled. And he's like, okay, so I'll get you some jelly. What? <laughs> and then finally I admit it. You know what? Clarity is not, is an issue here. I'm so tired. But anyway, let's not talk about donuts. Let's talk about The Flash. Uh, man, I love The Flash. I've been reading it since Mark Wade was on it. Um, I'll be honest. I stopped when Jeff Johns, actually, I take that back. There was an interim period between Mark Wade and Jeff Johns. I don't mm-hmm. recall who the author was. It might have been more than one, but it did not live up to my standards mm-hmm. of a Flash comic, so I dropped it. And then I started reading Jeff Johns' Flash in trades and uh, love it. And yeah, in fact, Brad, you turned me on to those trades. When Mark Wade started writing again, I started buying uh, the issues despite the art. I'm just going to be honest. Mm-hmm. I don't like the current art on it and then when i found out that freddie williams was doing it i was like sweet especially after making my way through the robin trade i was like yeah this is just what the flash needs oh great well thank you that's a big compliment and i'm I'm just curious what is it about um what is it about the current flash artist who is daniel acuna what is it about his work that I, or when i say current i mean the current issue that's on the stands um, um for me what is it about his work that doesn't do it for you for me it's it's muddy and sloppy. It looks unfinished and rushed. Um, it's not crisp and clean like I prefer my art. I don't know how else to say it other than that. Oh, yeah, that's that's a pretty well. I mean, that's a that's a well delivered uh, criticism. So I've been I mean, practicing like, it all morning, <laughs> <laughs> writing it down over and over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you know, Flash is is such a kinetic hero you know he he's always in motion or when he is in motion you know how how do you plan on capturing that i mean what are you going to use for models and stuff like that oh um i i'm not sure i i I mean as far as a model like visually i i was talking um before about like maybe using like whenever wally has his mask off or something kind of using a young robert redford uh as I mean, if you get too young, then you get kind of like a, a young Brad Pitt as well, because they have a lot of similarities. But and that's not necessarily the direction, but just the overall feel of the character. Right. Um, but as far as portraying him in motion, um, I don't know. It's a lot about like uh, possibly doing multiple images. It just depends. I mean, I'm at the beginning of my second issue of drawing the Flash, and um, and there hasn't been, ironically, there hasn't been a whole lot of him uh, running yet. Um, but whenever he is running, I try to do a lot to, uh, in tilting the two axes of the bodies, like or of, of the body, which is like basically the collarbone and then the hips. Like if you imagine those as, as axes of yeah. the body, um, if you if you twist them quite a bit, and specifically make sure that they're not running parallel to each other, parallel meaning running the same direction. Um, if you make sure that they're tilted and twisted, then you get a lot of energy out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's. I guess where I would start, but you know, uh, visually, that's where I would start is to try to always follow that formula. But um, the coloring effects will do um, will probably have a lot to do with it as well. Um, and the colors for the for the series is uh, 
husband and wife team called the Horries, uh, Tanya and Richard Horries, and, and the colors for the first issue are really great. So, um, and we're doing some experimental stuff. I work all digital, and so I'm keeping stuff in layers. Um, that way they can do some different cool stuff with effects um, more than you... I don't know. I don't know if it's more than you might see in a traditional comic or whatever, but you know, it'll be different than the way I've worked in the past. So we're just trying some new stuff and trying to do some. Uh, I don't know, just trying to make it really full of energy. You know? Yeah, I was going to ask you. Um, in the uh, wanted trade, I'm looking at a double page spread of when Robin is trying to escape the police station, mm-hmm. and and it, all the it, all the police are firing at him. Uh, you know, the one guy says, hold your fire, don't shoot. We don't want to crossfire and seal every exit. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking at that. It's I can just imagine, you said you worked digitally. You work Photoshop, right? Yes, yeah, all Photoshop. I'm just, I wonder how many layers that double-page spread was. <laughs> I imagine it was incredible. Um, yeah, it's quite a few layers. I, I, uh, that was the first issue of Robin that I did, and I was still pretty, you know, new to working, um, on you know with DC or at DC and and even though the like I have been working digital uh, pretty consistently since about 2000 I guess 2002 or three or something like that like I've been working a little bit digital here and there but I started getting real consistent about it then um, and um, by the time that I was drawing that double page spread I think I had a pretty good formula down of what to keep in what layers or in layer sets and that sort of thing but. Yeah, it's a pretty large file. I think it's probably, um, I don't know, probably 180 or 200 megs or something like that. It's Goodness, just for that that double page? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> when and, you, of course, because there's so many figures, there's a lot you know, yeah. a lot going on. Is he, um, each one of those uh, people in that shot, that wouldn't they wouldn't be their own separate layer, would they? Like mm-hmm. maybe, yeah, maybe they are. Maybe somebody... They're, like on the right side, on the right side of the double page spread is is on the same layer as somebody on the left side of the double page spread. Uh, there would be nothing wrong with doing it that way. That's just not how I do it. I'm yeah. kind of a weird guy like that. Like I, I like to. Not only does each character have his own, his or her own layer, um, but they'll have their own layer set, like a layer group or whatever. It depends on which version of CS or uh, of Photoshop that you have. Mm-hmm. Um, in the more recent sets, they call them layer groups, but. It basically looks like a folder in your layers palette, and then you can add a bunch of layers inside of it, and then you can collapse it so that it looks so it keeps everything more neat and tidy. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so each character should have like a line art layer, a contour line layer, and then a knockout layer, like so, like a white knockout layer behind them, so that um, I could tweak their mo- their size or their rotation or something like that without having to fill in and draw what's behind them. So everything, each of those figures exists in its entirety back on top of each other, if that makes gotcha. sense. So, yeah, so um, you don't have to keep worrying about uh, the layer underneath showing through. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it, I'm I, fascinated. I, this is, I'm just looking at this double page. It's incredible. And I, I guess you take that, I mean, to, to so you can have um, not only yourself, but maybe the editors to give you, to make it easier on you, like, no, we can't have those two cops in the background for this reason, so it's easier for you to take them out, I imagine. Um, yeah, if that came up, it would definitely be easier. Um, to if, if my editors had handed down that, that critique or that criticism, then it would be easier to turn off that layer or to move him around if there was a tangent 
where one guy's elbow was looks like it was resting on someone else's elbow or shoulder or something, um, and artistically it was creating a weird tension there. Uh, it would be easier to tweak those things around. Um, but usually, with my experience with editors, has been really positive that they very rarely give me corrections to do, uh, or if there's a correction, it's because I happen to get the wrong version of the script. So. Uh, you know, it's like maybe somebody was wearing the wrong version of the costume because in the notes it, you know, said to use the original costume and it's supposed to be the third version or something. Gotcha. Um, uh, but yeah, it would definitely provide that as a as a benefit. And then the other benefit is that this background exists, the the background for that spread because I'm looking at it now and there's about um, I don't know about 80 layers or so Gosh. probably for the, but um, 80. Wow. I, and I'm I didn't count. I'm just approximating, but. Um, but the background is an you know is a layer by itself, so it's kind of like a cell animation plate that sure. I never I haven't had the cause to. But if I if there was another scene in this same part of the police precinct, I could potentially use that same background as a stat panel background, you know, with a you know with different figures in front of it and stuff. Yeah. Um, and since that background exists in its entirety, then I could use an area that you don't see right here, and then maybe you wouldn't perceive it at all even if you're looking for it you know yeah well you know talking about layers let's talk about something that's that was kind of simple and i don't expect you to remember the, the issues but in robin 154 it's the one where all the rich kids get kidnapped uh-huh. there's a scene there's a page where um robin you know he's set up to be kidnapped as tim drake and he's thrown in a van and he's blindfolded so uh there's let's see one two three four five six seven there's seven panels there and they're basically all black Mm-hmm. Um, now I was wondering what, um, and you added just a little bit of detail on there. So I guess we're getting the it's point like of a, view, just a little texture, just a little texture. Well, in your notes, did it say black panels or? I mean, those must be the type of panels you look forward to that are all black. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes, did you feel obligated a, to add a little bit something in there or? Yeah. Well, actually, I felt a little guilty getting paid for that page um, <laughs> because I was like. This page, like, basically doesn't exist in a way. Um, basically, and I'm looking at it right now. I have all one of the benefits of working digital is like I have an external hard drive that has cool. all my <laughs> that has all of my previous files or, or previous books or issues on it. So, whenever as soon as you said issue 154, I, I was able to open it up and and I'm looking at the page right now. At least my black and white version of it, and I have the panel layout um, on like an all white canvas, so to speak, all-white file, and then there's a note. First of all, in the script, yes, it says just all-black panels, but in the note that I left for Guy Major, who is the colorist, um, it says, all panels on this page are written as all-black. Um, perhaps there should be a burlap texture scanned and made to look um, dark and somewhat wrinkled with areas of light coming in. Just a suggestion. Thanks, Freddie. Like, that's all it says. So Guy Major did whatever he did to make it look like that. Uh, you know, he either got a texture off the web or he scanned it in gotcha. himself. I'm not really sure. So, so you, um, oh. it was based on, you know, Adam Beachin's suggestions and then kind of filtered and then added to by my suggestions. All you did really on this page was just decide <laughs> how big those black panels need to be. <laughs> um, I looked at the, uh, the script and so I knew how much uh, dialogue would have to be in the script. So, mm-hmm. Or, or in the panel, so then I made the panels kind of accordingly large or small based on how much script was supposed to be in it. But other than that, it was just kind of, you know, uh, it was just 
making a You don't charge or... full price for that, Paige, do you? I'm <laughs> kidding. I'm totally kidding. But you must have gotten that in your script. Totally you must kidding. have gone, yes, yes. <laughs> I can quit early tonight. Well, it was at a time um, for about a about a year and a half I was working for DC, what would effectively be a, you know, a full-time schedule where I was doing monthly Robin books or issues, and I was working at my day job, which at the time was Hallmark Cards. So when and so I was drawing, I mean, I was drawing every moment that I wasn't at work, and you know, that would mean I would get up at, you know, 6 in the morning and and go to sleep at, you know, midnight or 12:30 or something. So I was getting very little sleep. Anyway, when I saw that, I was like... You're playing the Hulk sad <laughs> music underneath you, so go ahead. Tell us about how you didn't get sleep. Oh. Uh, <laughs> no, sorry. Oh, that's okay. Just sounded like a poor me story there for a minute. <laughs> no, it was. It is a poor me story, but it was just to put it in context that... <laughs> that it was great to have one less page to draw that week. Because usually I was drawing like... I had these were issues that I had to turn around in three weeks apiece because the the book was late when I came on to it. So I was drawing them like eight pages the first week, then seven pages the next week, and seven pages the last week. And that's a hard schedule to follow when I've got a full time schedule or a full time job or whatever. Um, so that was that that page was like, you know, woo, you know, I can sleep in or something. <laughs> what but, did you do? What did you do for Hallmark? I was a uh, production artist. Their production artists are a little different than what what the phrase would normally entail. Like we did um, the normal production sort of stuff, but we also did design work, and we would get the files ready to go to pre-press. Um, like so, we'd do digital assembly and stuff like that. But we also did uh, redesign of of work and color separation. Uh, so, like greeting cards or displays or something like that. Oh, uh, yeah, greeting cards. Sorry if that was what you were asking. I, <laughs> um, any greeting cards that stand out? Um, not greeting. Uh, no, I, I'm i not a I, – I can't really think of there, – there wasn't a whole lot of original design in a lot of them. Um, but the one that – the one project, even though this wasn't a greeting card, that, that stood out to me, when I was working in the licensing department the last year, um, I did a Superman centerpiece display for what would basically be packaging for um, – uh, for birthdays or something, okay. and it was like this real big. It's like I don't know, probably two feet across, two foot square basically, and then it's really tall as well. And it's all these buildings and stuff, and then it's got all these different Superman disasters going around it, and uh, where like Lex Luthor is crushing some cars, and people are running from them, and then like a train is falling off its tracks, and there's people underneath it, and they're screaming, including some of those people were me and two of my best friends, Jerry Moon and Dan Scott, like, I drew us <laughs> in there. Um, so that was probably the coolest, and I got, like, maybe three or four of them or something that my that my wife found online um, that I, I give to people if they really want it. So. Oh, cool. And, uh, um, you know, and that, that brings up, you know, before we started doing this, or, or got ready for this interview, we were reading a little about you and stuff like that. And Superman's your favorite hero. You kind of uh-huh. want to draw him. We know you did do it in Blue Beetle 15, I think, right? Mm-hmm. And also in my first issue of The Flash, which is issue um, 233. Doesn't that come out like um, in a couple weeks? It does, yeah. Sweet. It, the book was... Yeah. <laughs> I got to draw the whole Justice League, so... Oh, oh awesome. wow. I'm so happy about that. So out of the whole league, who do you... Uh, you know, who's the standout? Uh, I mean, I imagine you'd say Superman, right? Yeah. Uh, our... Are, are you asking the question if I don't count Superman? Like yeah, if you don't someone? count Superman. 
like, who is my favorite character other than Superman? Well, That'd like, be- when you had to do the whole Justice League, when you're drawing out there, like, which is the one that was the most challenging? And you're like, yes, I'm so happy the way this came out. Oh, uh, that's almost two different questions. Like, it, the one who was the most challenging would, would be Wonder Woman just because, like... Frank's bipolar, so her- you get a lot of those double questions. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, Wonder Woman was, you know, it, it's like, it, it would be easy to make her look too masculine because she's supposed to be buff and she's supposed to be, um, you know, she's not dainty at all. Right. And then, uh, you don't want to go too far with that or whatever, so... Uh, I found it challenging to draw her, um, but the one who I probably enjoyed the most drawing would be uh, probably Green Lantern, I guess. Mm. Um, mainly because he's actually the, the body type that I enjoy drawing the most, um, which is like, you know, I don't know, like maybe around, it's kind of like the, the body type that John Romita Jr. draws a lot, um, which is kind of stocky fellows. I like drawing those the most, cool. which is ironic because, you know, the books that I've been put on, that's, that body type hardly ever shows up. <laughs> Um, uh, Black Canary having to draw the um the fishnets is that they get old at some point. <laughs> hash mark, hash mark, hash mark, cross, cross, cross. Um, I guess she wasn't. Uh, so I guess maybe it wasn't the whole Justice League, but she wasn't in that. Although I have drawn her in a commission. Uh, there was a short period in which I was taking commissions, and and I did a commission with her in it. Um, for a guy in Australia named Dean, and uh, uh, yeah, it was it was pretty laborious. Um, especially because like. You know, if I'm doing a commission, it's it's all traditional work. It's not like I'm doing digital stuff. So, like, if it was digital, at least I could kind of, you know, do a little bit of trickery inside of Photoshop to get some of those same, you know, duplicate some of those fishnets. But, um, yeah, it's, it's like drawing never-ending cross-hatching and trying to make it look even. Yeah, I, I, I always imagine, uh, you know, characters like Zatanna who wears uh, fishnets and things, and characters like The Thing. I imagine they would get... Yeah. Have you ever drawn the thing? I was just wondering if you had ever drawn the thing and how many layers that guy has. Um, I haven't drawn the the thing traditionally. Or I'm sorry, digitally. I have drawn him drawn him as uh, commissions or as uh, you know comic Comic Con sketches. And uh, but usually it's like bust shots. So I've never drawn his full body or anything. Okay. Well, you have um, homework. Yeah, I get now. A little. Your What's homework. That? Your homework. Your half hour wasted yeah. homework is to draw the thing digitally and then answer the. How many layers is it? Questions. It would still probably be three layers. It'd be still the contour layer, the line art layer, and then the knockout layer. So, because even because even if during the construction of it I was making lots of layers, I, I selectively merge them down and stuff. I have a I have a question. Um, yes. <laughs> you were uh, you had a uh, interview on Newsarama a while back, uh-huh. and um, you said some of your goals were to never miss a deadline. And at some point, you would like to co-plot, co-write, and even color a book. Mm-hmm. Um, this goes back to something I was thinking earlier when we were talking about Robin. And I was wondering if you ever colored any of your stuff just so you could tell what was what. I, I don't know how else to ask. Um, you, but you did say just a second ago you were looking at a file and you said, well, I've got my black and white version here. Do you ever color any of your stuff maybe like maybe flat it simple flats just to help yourself uh keep things straight in your brain or i mean do you i I know you've got you know a lot to pencil and layers and stuff like that but i mean do you ever take the time to color your stuff just so you can say okay this is what this is supposed to look like this is what i'm going for here the closest uh, and and i understand what you're asking and it's a it's a kind of a 
it's a difficult um, it sounds like a difficult thing to describe because unless you would were to see the digital files or something like that it would be hard to see you know in what way I'm working or something like that but um, I guess uh, I have done a grayscale drawing on uh, like a face or a texture and then left that in a layer turned off that then the colorist could use at their discretion if they wanted to. Um, I have, and I have colored a few pieces, but never for DC. It's only for, you know, back in my, when I was doing independent work in 2003 and four. Um, so no, I've never colored a piece before, but, um, you know, uh, just for me to keep it straight. But the way that all my files are set up in different uh, layer sets or layer groups, um, that helps me keep track of things quite a bit. And if I'm having trouble discerning the levels or the planes of existence in the drawing, like foreground, middle ground, background, I will uh, have a layer set that's called middle ground, and then everything, all the elements in there will have individual layer groups. And I can either turn that off or knock back the opacity or put a solid color layer in between the middle ground and foreground and knock its opacity back just so I can... You know, then the stuff in the foreground pops up as being solid yeah, black. And I, everything I follow you. Right? I yeah. follow you. Um, and when I'm, like even with Guy Major, I did a little bit of this, but with the Horries that are doing the colors right now, it's, it's a lot more um, where I keep things in selective layers. Basically, DC Comics, like, they, they require for me to upload, uh, preferably, or anybody, they normally want a flattened bitmap TIFF um, to be uploaded of the line work for the colorists to take, and that's what colorists are usually used to seeing. Um, but I was I just like, about to ask you that question. Do you flatten your image, and then the color gets a hold of the flattened image? Uh, potentially, yeah, and if it's a real simple image, I will, but usually I'll have um, instructions, and I'll, I'll, you, can still, you can now save multi, multi-layered TIFF files um, in Photoshop, the newer mm-hmm. versions of Photoshop, so from probably CS or 7 on up. Um, and because uh, before that you had to always flatten it to get it to be a TIFF, but um, I'll put it in a flattened uh, TIFF and then things. I'm sorry, flattened TIFF. I meant a, a layered TIFF that um, everything will be selectively merged. So like instead of three layers for Flash's line work, that will be you know contour line line work and then the knockout. I'll just merge that whole group together so Flash will look like a paper doll just on that layer. And then I'll threshold it, which is something that makes it look like bitmap line art, but doesn't actually convert it to bitmap mode for the whole file. And then do that for all the elements. And and the reason that we need to bitmap it or threshold it is because it makes coloring easier because they can get really clean selections off of it as long as there's no anti-aliasing lines. I know this is all getting really technical, but, you know, if they're... But it's it's still fascinating. I mean, it's not... I mean, there's so much you have to take into account... Yeah, and and there's a you know, and it depends on how people work too. Like you know, uh, with uh, the, I did a fill-in issue. The, the second book I ever did for um, for DC was a fill-in issue of Aquaman, issue number thirty-nine, the last issue before he became sort of Atlantis, or the book became sort of Atlantis. Um, <clears throat> and I had done all these elaborate grayscale textures of his scales. His scales drove me to the point of insanity. <laughs> <laughs> It was during Thanksgiving of uh, 2005, and I was just going crazy on all his scales because my brain doesn't work in a way that I could just indicate a few scales. I had to draw every scale on him 
and then decide which ones I would want to knock out to white or give a grayscale to. And I left those on different layers, and then I uploaded the files, and I even put a note in my folder that said, do not bitmap these files. But for some reason, either the production department or the colorist still bitmapped them. So, like, all that hard work I did basically went to nothing. But I still have the files if anyone ever wanted to see them. But um, that's just because everyone works a little differently. Either that colorist just got the files and was like, I'm used to seeing this as bitmap, and then they just bitmapped them, or the production department did that. I'm not really for sure, but... So that's why, like, when I've worked with Guy Major, uh, I decided to get a hold of him really early before he even colored the first issue to, you know, to, like, talk to him about exactly kind of what to expect. That way where there wouldn't be misunderstandings like that. Because, you know, also if... <laughs> you know, I'm not even sure if, that, if, if this is a woe-is-me story. Actually, it's more like the, keeping everything in layers for the colors kind of helps it. It's easier for them as well. They can get their selections off of it and stuff like that. Too. I'm just messing with you with the music. Don't sweat it. <laughs> and, you know, um, when Brad was reading reading some of your goals and stuff about uh, hitting deadlines and stuff, you know, Brad and I work in, in the production world and video production, and, you know, deadlines are important, but they can also be fluid at some point. And, you know, I, I really got to just say, you know, that is awesome that you recognize the deadline because so many people think it's a suggestion. <laughs> When it's a guideline, really. <laughs> I need it on the 15th. Okay, that means the morning of the 16th will be fine. Uh, I mean, we, we do come across that sometimes, but uh, thank you for believing in the deadline. <laughs> well, no problem. It's definitely, uh, I mean, it was ingrained in me very early, um, not just in comic books, but I was on newspaper and yearbook in high school and, um, you know, just, I've always been a relatively motivated guy, so yeah. just getting the work done. Uh, I, you know, I'm just surprised at how many people who who actually work in the production in production world who um who like you know they've been in this business for years and it's just like um hey okay we need it on this date okay and you know they'll they'll call up the night that it's doing goes hey you know I need a couple more days on it and oh it's just it can be frustrating but uh, but thank yeah. you for taking the deadline seriously. <laughs> No problem. And, and just to be, I mean, I have asked for deadline extensions before, but I've usually asked that as soon as, you know, as soon as I perceive a problem down the road on hitting that original date, um, or if, you know, another editor has come to me, because I've been in the middle of issues of Robin or whatever, and, you know, another editor will come to me and say, you know, I'm sorry, I'm putting you in a tough spot, but there's another book that has, you know, it has like a week left in its production. We need six more pages, and the artist can't do it. Can you take care of this? And, you know, I'll make sure that all the editors know we're on the same page and ask the other book that might have a, a longer, more elastic deadline to ask for an extension and stuff like that. So uh, I, I just try to be easy to work with in that respect. And I think that's that has served everyone pretty well in it because it also doesn't put a ton of pressure on the colorist as well because then they'll kind of factor in that same deadline uh, extension to them as well if they can. Cool. I know not. I know that you're not the only artist that has that uh, work ethic and point of view, but I wish all of them did. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I think we're going to take this point to. Uh, we're going to we're going to have some fun. Not that talking to you about this stuff uh, has not been fun. It has been, but we're going to do some Simpsons trivia. Excellent. Challenge. Uh, you and Frank are going to challenge each other. But just really quickly, I just wanted to say on the record, I'm extremely excited about you being on the Flash. And I cannot wait for a couple of weeks. Actually, I guess I'll have to wait um, four weeks so I can get my DCBS shipment. Mm. But uh, I'm looking forward to it. 
Uh, I think that The Flash deserves an artist of your caliber, and I'm very excited about it. Oh, well, thank you very much. And I agree with those sentiments wholeheartedly. All right. Now, normally, I would have a bunch of sound effects lined up, and but because of the we're technical uh, retards, then um, we can't do it that way. So we're going to have a little... Uh, what time is it, by the way? Oh, it's we're 31 minutes in. This is a supersized episode of Half Hour Wasted, <laughs> which is which, which kind of been the trend lately, so yeah. whatever. Um, how did we decide to do this, Frank? Okay. I'm gonna, like, um, it'll be Freddie's turn, and if Freddie can't answer it, then you can steal right. the answer, and then we'll go for a few minutes, and we'll keep track of who who wins mm-hmm. uh, points, you know, each point, and then, you know, in the end, we'll declare a winner, the, the bigger Simpsons fan. Yes. And, okay, uh, let me just say beforehand, I was I went to episode 300 of Comic Geek Speak. We went to the Sunday, like, sort of trivia day. We had to miss that. <clears throat> and I thought I was going to do well, or at least, you know, I don't know, somewhat well. And I got my, we, we just got stomped. Uh, my whole team, it was like, it was me and two other guys, and then opposite of us was, um, just two guys, and one of them was just like my team, where we were just like, "What are you? Where are these questions coming from?" Um, oh, oh, sorry, is that your cell phone? It is my cell phone, but I'll just turn it off. Do you have another uh, interview scheduled? No, it's my one of my good friends named Patty's. He got a huge pizza yesterday, and he wants to bring it over. <laughs> <laughs> awesome! <laughs> Sweet. Tell me. There, there was. And you can feel free to edit this out or leave it. But um, No, we're leaving it. This is awesome. This is comedy okay. gold. <laughs> comedy gold. Me and my wife, Kiki, were watching one late night. We're watching Food Network while I was drawing, and they were talking about, like, the top ten places to eat a bunch of food. Or I can't remember what they were talking about. It was, like, places that if you eat, like, five pounds of hamburger or something, you get, you know, a prize and your name up on the wall or mm-hmm. something. And like a 78-ounce steak or something? Yeah. Yeah, and there was this place in St. Louis that if you eat, it's basically the equivalent of, like, four large pizzas. Like, you and, and another person can sit down and you have, like, I think you can have all day or something. Oh, Sorry. You left a voicemail. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and as long as you guys can eat it in one sitting or something, then then you get, like, a $100 prize or something wow. like that. And, and And me and my friend Pat were like, you know, or, or me and Kiki were like, you know, me and Pat have to do that. We can totally do that because, I don't know, do you guys have Chipotle's out where you yes, live? Yes, yes. Okay. My friend Pat has ate three Chipotle burritos in one sitting. What? And that's I ate two once. But those I are ginormous. So yes, I know. And these are pretty packed burritos. So we were talking about, and, and it's still not out of the realm of possibility that we might go to St. Louis, make the, uh, what is it, like a four-hour trek or something from where we live just so we can go to this place and see if we can put this pizza away. Um, and uh, anyway, he was saying last night on the phone when he got this pizza that uh, it was part of our training, you know, that we were going <laughs> to we try to put this pizza away. So, How big anyway, is that pizza that he's bringing over? He said it was so big he couldn't, what did he say? He, I said, well, can you put it in the fridge? Because I was busy last night and I couldn't do it. And he said, uh, he said he can't fit it in his fridge, and I said, well, cut it up or something. He's like, well, yeah, I'm going to, but it's, like, so big that he couldn't fit it widthwise into his fridge. So, My goodness. Freddie, Pretty I big. love that you're devoted not only to drawing, but to, you know, whatever goal you put out there, you will achieve it. <laughs> <laughs> that being said. Let's gorge. Yeah. <laughs> Let's play Let's some. gorge myself on pizza. Um, but I was going to say, at episode 300, 
we we got stomped by this one guy who knew he seemed like he could have been a worthy adversary for for Peter Rios or or Adam Murdo like um and it just made me feel pretty ashamed to be like I don't know cuz I consider myself a comic fan I don't I just if if I get stomped today on the Simpsons trivia um I guess I just want to put out a disclaimer that I might not I just might not be cut out for trivia. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. Like when I'm watching the show I can talk along with almost every episode, not the whole thing, but right. you know a lot of them. Um but that's a little different than trivia. So with that being said, I'm ready to throw down. Okay. Play, here, let me play a Simpsons drop for you. I must be getting forgetful in my old age. Open the glove compartment and fetch me my brain medicine. <laughs> you want us to send you that? We can send you an MP three of that. Uh that would be great. Yes, oh. please. <laughs> That's fine for you, Marge. But I used to rock and roll all night and party every day. Then it was every other day. Now I'm lucky if I can find half an hour a week in which to get funky. <laughs> God, I love The Simpsons. Oh, man. Oh, Hello, Selma. Selma, my dear, how are you? Uh-huh. 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 Listen, shut up for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Homer is awesome. All right, here we go, Freddie. All right, we'll let Freddie go All right. first. All right. <clears throat> Let's see. Uh, who tells Ralph Wiggum to burn things? Who tells Ralph Wiggum to burn things? Uh, uh, this is not the same answer, or this is not the answer to the question. I just remember there was an episode where they did the Lord of uh, uh, Lord of the Flies parody where he was on the island and he ate the berries and he was like, tastes like burning. Tastes like burning. <laughs> <laughs> but um, who tells Ralph Wiggum to burn things? I'll just give it a shot and say Bart, Bart Simpson, but I don't know. Frank for the steel? For the steel, that is wrong. I knew the answer. It's a leprechaun and it's the episode where um, <laughs> where Chief Wiggum has, to, where Bart and, and Ralph become friends and uh, they steal Chief Wiggum's um, he, magic key. That opens okay. everything in town. Yeah, that just rang the bell. But yeah, okay, is that correct? Yes, leprechaun. it is the leprechaun. Okay, cool. I just knew that. All right, Frank's turn. Um, I didn't cheat, by the way. I just I oh, love I, the Simpsons. Yeah. <laughs> okay, who is the flower cart girl that Mo falls in love with? <sighs> you know, it's it's a it's a special guest actress, Ali Berry. Halle Berry. I, I I don't think it's looking for the um, actress's name. It's the name of the character. Oh, I'm I don't know. I'm just gonna throw it out there. Alice. Uh, no, Freddie for the steal. Oh, um, now if I answer it incorrectly, do I get penalized or is it just no, a free no, answer? No, or free chance. Okay. Um, geez, I I honestly don't know. We'll say um, I'll say Susie. Yeah, it was Renee. Renee. I'm not familiar okay. enough with The Simpsons to know that one. That's that's pretty random. Yeah, those those. Yeah. Let's see. Okay, here's a multiple choice for you. This is funny. Yes, sir. Okay. Homer commands a submarine when he joins what military organization? The German Navy, the U.S. Naval Reserve, or the U.S. Marines? Oh, the Naval Reserve. Ding 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 ding. Naval ding. Reserve is correct. That's right. Frank's turn. Who is the former sanitation commissioner that Homer replaced? Well, the the guest star was Steve Martin. Oh, was that who it was? Yes. It's looking for the character oh name. Oh, my gosh. I'll try to stay away from those. Um, I just have to take... I, I, John. No. Freddie, do you have I, any no, idea? I, but I can picture the episode, and I <laughs> even know that 
like when they were doing the debate for it, uh, for that position, um, like Homer starts saying stuff that doesn't even isn't relevant to the story yeah. or isn't relevant <laughs> to the situation, and Steve Mar or I, you know, the san- the former sanitation commissioner is like. You know what is he talking about? And Homer's like, "What? Who? Where am I? I'm old." And like, he started making fun of him. I can even picture the scene in my mind, but I cannot remember that guy's name. Okay, the the character's name is Ray Patterson. Ray Patterson. But let's stay away from those. Those are yeah. too random. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's another uh, multiple choice for you, Freddie. It's Freddie's turn, yeah, right? It's Freddie's turn. When Jasper is frozen at the Quickie Mart, what does Apu rename him? Frosty Bones. Frostilicus or Old Man Icicle? Uh, Frostilicus, I guess. Yes, ding. Ding. Okay. Damn. Thank okay. you. I remember him coming out and seeing Moon Pies. <laughs> what a wonderful time we live in. <laughs> oh, Apu, you've been ravaged. Like, <laughs> what is it? China's ravaged your face or something like that. <laughs> that is right. Moon Pie. I just love the Moon Pies line. <laughs> Okay, here's a tough one. Here's a tough one for for Frank. What type of glue does Bart use to attach joke shop stuff to his face? Well, I know he gets it from Homer, and I know it's extremely toxic <laughs> if touched. Uh, or no, in fact, the warning sign said, uh, "If contact with skin, call mortician." <laughs> oh, it's got to be something industrial. I'm just going to throw it out there. Um, industrial strength adhesive. No, it's got a name. It's got a funny name. Do you know what it is, Freddie? <clears throat> I do not. It's called Eterna Bond. <laughs> oh, I can see it now. I can totally like see Eterna Bond. It's permanently attached to whatever it's going to be. Mm-hmm. I'll say. Uh, okay, now I just want to make sure you're not giving me multiple choice to make it easier on me, are you? No, sir. It's no, just random. He is okay. totally being random. Okay, by the way, okay, here's okay. a multiple choice. <laughs> <laughs> well, it just the way it came okay. up. Which adult Simpsons character still lives with his mother? I won't give you the choices if you know it right off the top of your head. Which adult Simpsons character still lives with his mother? Yes. Cause, okay, can you at least tell me if it's like... I mean, I'm assuming that comic book guy would be the answer, uh, but... Okay, I'll say comic book guy, I guess. I just don't know what level, like what tier of character you're talking about. Okay, well, let me give you the choices they give. Seymour Skinner, Mr. Smithers, or Kent Brockman? Oh, Skinner, definitely. Skinner? Yes, that's what it is. Yeah, no. but doesn't comic book guy also live in his basement? Like in the in the episode where um, he starts collecting, he collects Xena or Lucy Liu, is, puts her as an action you know what? That stuff. That is a great, re- you know what, that is a good reference. Um, yes, he does live in his mother's basement, but that was also a Halloween special, so those are out oh, of okay. canon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they don't count. No, well, you're, I mean, you're right. You're right. Uh, I mean, though, you can't put so those. So your in. answer was correct, Freddie. Comic yes. book guy. Um, okay. <laughs> oh, by the way, do you know comic book guy's real name? I was just name? about to ask him that. Freddie, do you know comic book guy's real no, name? I, I, sorry, I was thinking. Uh, no, I just know. Oh, I've wasted, I've wasted my life, but no, I can't. Oh, he's can't. thinking about the movie. Life um, well spent. What's his name? His name is Jeff Albertson. And it was revealed in the episode where Homer, uh, he got his video. It it was a Super Bowl spectacular. Uh, Homer won a carnival game, and he started acting really rambunctious around Bart, and someone videotaped it. In fact, um, Ned Flanders was videotaping it, 
and um, comic book I saw it goes may I upload that to my website and <laughs> <laughs> and Ned goes well I don't think we've ever met friend my name is Ned Flanders and he goes everyone in town calls me comic book guy but my name is Jeff Albertson <laughs> that's the only time it's been revealed okay whose turn is it mine alright when Abe Simpson went to the original Woodstock who did he want to see perform? Sha-na-na. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. That was a great answer. I mean, kudos for knowing that. I didn't know that. Kudos. Uh, Freddie, who are yeah. the disc jockeys at Springfield Radio Station KBBL 102.5? If you know this, Freddie, you're a super fan. Mm, I don't. I, I don't know it, though. Uh, I don't know it either. It's, Frank for it's, the Steel? But it's something like... Uh, like something in Terry in the morning. Bill and Marty. <laughs> Bill and Marty in the morning. Yep. <laughs> Try to stay away from the name ones. The name All ones right. are kind of hard. Okay, let's see. It's your turn, Frank? Yes. Even though the sea captain tells Homer he's on the ship of lost souls, in quotes, what name is on the boat's back? Mm. Ooh. And it's something funny. It's it's probably uh, it's probably something like um, uh, the Pacific, but it says the Pacific Princess, <laughs> something like that. Freddie. So it is not the Pacific Princess. So no, would have gotten it right. Um, <clears throat> I do not know. Honey Bunch. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Simpsons. Freddie, true I or know. false? Homer names his pet lobster Dr. Claus. Mm, is it Dr. Claus? Um, I'll say true. Frank for the steal. It's, it's a 50-50, so it's false. <laughs> and the lobster's name is Pinchy. Mr. Pinchy. Mr. Pinchy. Mr. Pinchy. I would have gotten okay. partial credit on that. Yeah. Okay. That was cool so because funny. it was 50-50. <laughs> I, love it. I love winning by default. True, true or false, false Frank. Yeah, for the steal. That's so funny. <laughs> true or false, Frank. Helmer saves Mark Hamill at a science fiction convention. That is true. Oh, totally true. Yeah. True. The force was with him. That's yes. what the that's what the answer that's says. Wh- that's where uh, Homer decides to become a bodyguard. Yep. Uh Freddie, when Homer and Ned have a drunken fling in Las Vegas, who do they marry? Jeez. These are all difficult. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Um, uh, I I do not know. Two. I know there are two. You know, like the like Fluzies. older smoking chicks. That, cougars. You know. <laughs> What's that? Cougars. Yeah, cougars. I guess. Yeah. I, I, I do not know. I know this one. Gosh. The uh, it is ginger and amber. Yes, it is. <laughs> wow. <clears throat> Where are the where are the kid cards so Freddie can get an answer right? <laughs> oh, he's boy. doing great. Let's see, um, Freddie, is it Freddie's yeah, turn? Yeah, Freddie. Homer is amazed to see that there is a character named after him on what TV show? Badge Patrol, Undergarment Detective, or Police Cop? This <laughs> 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 a question that's funny. Um. Okay, tell me the first two answers, or the first two choices. Badge Patrol, Undergarment Detective, 
or police cop? <laughs> police. Uh, I'll say police cop. Yes, police cop. Okay. Police cop. <laughs> that was the one where... Um, That's a funny name for a show. And That'd be like... Uh, chef cooker. <laughs> or <laughs> Well, in, in that episode, Brad, they talk to the executives who produced the show, and they go through the series of names, and... Um, who's who's behind the badge? Cops. And what are cops? Police. So we came up with police cops. <laughs> this, they have this whole line of reasoning that just comes down to it. Frank, according to Apu, what Valentine's Day drink should get you pretty darn hammered? I've got three yeah, questions here. Me. Three choices. Champagne squishy, chocolate kamikaze, or liquid love? I'm going to go with the squishy, with champagne squishy. That's right, champagne right. squishy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Freddie, what is Reverend Lovejoy's first name? Uh, <clears throat> Bill. It gave me three choices. Would you like the choices? <laughs> um... As long, no, don't give me the choices, and and you can't give the choices for the steel either. Just okay. I, I, it's not Bill. Okay, let me okay. think about this. What is Reverend Lovejoy's first name? I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Lovejoy, Lovejoy, Lovejoy. Okay, you know what? Bill popped up into my head, too, but that's obviously not it. Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, it's probably something biblical. Um... I'm going to say Randy. That's not biblical, but... Timothy. I've never gotten Which that. is biblical, by the way. Um, Timothy is biblical? What's Tim- that? Yeah, there's a, the, said, book of, the book of Timothy. Okay, because <laughs> I don't normally think of the book of Timothy. Is I, that, I don't uh, normally... Is, isn't, isn't there also a, a book of, uh, of Ringo? No. No? Okay. No. <laughs> I don't normally think of Timothy as a biblical name. True, mm-hmm. you don't, but there is a book of Timothy. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> you know, a lot of these are... Take another are, card. Are, are, ...are multiple choice, and I don't want you to feel like I'm feeding you multiple choice, but... Um, no, I'm, I, I'm, I'm cool with... I'm cool with whatever it says. I just wanted to make sure that, you know, that you weren't trying to be extra nice to me and then No, I'm not <laughs> extra nice to our guests. Okay. I don't I don't sugarcoat stuff. Okay, uh All right, cool. Who saved Ned Flanders from ferocious baboons? Who's is this my question? Uh Freddie, whose question is it? It's my uh, question. Mine because... was the Reverend Lovejoy question, so mm-hmm. I believe that Okay. This is my question. And ironically, it is Reverend Lovejoy. Which is why I chose that question. It is. Okay. Let's make this the, the last one. Okay. Um, <clears throat> and this one goes to Freddy. So, Freddy, this is for Freddy, all the marbles. Which two regular Simpsons characters faked their own deaths? Um, let's see. Well, I know that Homer did. Um, that is correct. That's one. Uh, and I guess Bart, just because he's a rascal. Nope. Um, Mo. Mo nope. Sosa. No. Nope. Krusty. Oh, that's right. <clears throat> so you get half a point for that. So the final <sighs> total on the on the Simpsons Marathon uh, trivia undergarment game. <laughs> I was trying to 
Never mind. Yes. Um, <laughs> Freddy, four and a half. Frank, seven. Oh, my God. Do, 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 do. You would have done better than Brad. Brad. Yes, Freddy, you, you would have kicked my butt. Oh, my gosh. Look at the time. We need Ooh. to go. Wow. <laughs> this is another supersize episode. Freddie, it's been wonderful having you on the show. Thank you very much for well, being on the show. I appreciate you guys having me on the show and, and for uh, kicking my face in on the Simpsons trivia. That was very <laughs> nice of you. <laughs> I'll send you an email uh, when this gets posted and stuff like that so you can give it a listen, okay? Okay, cool. Okay. Um, all right, how much uh, time, com- I mean, how much editing can you guys do as far as time compression to get it? No, know, we're, not gonna, like we're, we're not going to worry we're about it. We're just putting it up. Even this conversation we're having now, it's going up. Oh, okay. So yeah. don't so worry about it. It's all good. So anyway, okay, cool. so, so Freddie, thank you again mm-hmm. for your time. I'll drop you an email later on today. And uh, get to work, man. <laughs> I've been working this entire time. I have no not way! Stopped. Have you been drawing? <laughs> yes, I have been. Awesome. I've been drawing page number five of issue 234. Wow. Hey, sneak in a little half-hour wasted Easter egg, huh? Yeah. Put me talking to Flash no, asking just, to borrow money. Just, <laughs> just put, put HHW somewhere. Like on a billboard uh, or something? See, can I fit that in? I think I can fit that in on a book cover that's sitting on the coffee table. Okay, we'll see. Thank you. I'll actually do that. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Which issue is this going to be in? Uh, 234. It's page number five. Oh, that's awesome. You know what? You even have our permission to look at our logo on our website, and if you want to put that there, too. Either way. I'm shaking. Oh, Frank is shaking. I think <laughs> Frank's... Frank's uh, he's peeing his pants right now because <laughs> you're going to put HHW on a book. That's so awesome. Hey, Freddie, thank you very much for being on the show. Oh, it was my pleasure. I appreciate you guys bringing me on, and, and I hope to be on it soon again. Freddie, what's your, what's your website so people can visit it? Um, my website is freddieart.com. Freddie spelled with an I-E. And I-E we will put that in our show notes so people can, can see Is that one too. word? Is there a dash or anything? No, there's no dash. F R E D D I E A R T. Dot com. Dot com. <laughs> cool. Freddie, take care and congratulations. Right. Well, thank you very much for having me on the show. It was a real pleasure, and um, uh, I hope to talk to you guys soon. I'm sure we will. Sure thing, man. All right. Take care, brother. Sure. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. How awesome was that? Very cool. Very cool. He's uh, a nice guy. He is a great guy. And guys, we have to wrap this up. We are running long. So, yes. uh, thank you again, Russell, for, for helping us coordinate this, Heroes Mask on the Forum. If you have any questions, drop us an email at uh, halfhourwasted at gmail.com. Visit us on the comic forums.com uh, and, or visit our website, halfhourwasted.com. Tell your friends. Oh, we have a new voicemail line you can call. Oh, yeah, we don't have our notes in front of us. I don't have the information in front of me, but there is a thread on the website yeah. that you can look and get that information, and we will we will bring it up again next, next uh, episode. Next time, yeah. So, till then, take care, guys. Bye-bye. See ya.